the highlights of this case are many. We're very fortunate. The embarrassment of riches that is in the collections here is evident in this case. We yeah. see in this case a group of artifacts that and books that deals with Chairman Mao or that addresses or is produced by Chairman Mao as a poet. So we have a copy, we have two copies of Chairman Mao's poetry, one in a traditional string bound format and uh, another in Chinese that's paper bound but without the string but is printed in a traditional way inside. We have the English language copy of the poems in, in the official translation uh, issued by the Beijing Foreign Languages Press. And then we have uh, both a drinking glass with one of Mao's poems and also a set of puzzle cubes that uses uh, poetic lines from Chairman Mao as its marketing device on the cover. So we see Mao as a poet in multiple um, in multiple ways in this case. Straightforwardly, as a poet, he was a very good poet. Um, he was skilled in pre-modern, especially Tang and Song Dynasty poetry styles. He liked the Tang Dynasty romantic poets Li Bai and Li Shangyin, and as well as Li He. So, or Li He. So he's very interesting in that way. And he liked to write his own poems in calligraphy, and Mao was an exceptional calligrapher. He worked in a kind of a style known as wild cursive, and he was an extraordinary practitioner of it. There's a great facsimile of his work, again, downstairs in the McLean Hunter room. But we see, for example, in the drinking glass, uh, his calligraphy of, the, of his own poem on the double ninth, um, a poem in which he explores how life, how life is so short. And so what he tells us is, quote, man ages all too easily, not nature. Year by year, the double ninth returns. On this double ninth, the yellow blooms on the battlefield smell sweeter. Each year, the autumn wind blows fierce, unlike spring's splendor. Yet surpassing spring's splendor, see the endless expanse of frosty sky and winter, end quote. And this poem was one that he wrote after a battle campaign, the holiday of the double ninth, a lunar hol calendar holiday in which the sun and moon are in their maximum positions, fell on the 11th of October in 1929. And this was the day after a successful battle campaign um, in southern China. And so he shows us that he's very aware of his surroundings in the poem of the frailty of human life. And even as his poem is grounded in literally the activities of the day before, he also uses a lyric structure that follows uh, the song Picking Mulberries that was popularized by several Song Dynasty poets. And he uses this ancient model to retell the or to tell the realities of his life in the present in being a communist revolutionary in a very early um, and important battle. Perhaps my favorite work is a photograph by Suzanne Gain, taken of a monument to Mao's books. Uh, she shot it in the city of Guangzhou in 1967, and it shows us an image of the selected works of Chairman Mao atop a stele, and on the stele we have Lin Biao, uh, who was a defense minister under Chairman Mao and also vice chairman of the Communist Party. We see 
one of his uh, versions of the preface for the Little Red Book written on the, the column of the steely below the book. And so we literally have a monument to a book. It's If you think about what the cognates would be in our own culture of you know, a, some kind of commemorative uh, commemorative pillar to a book, what would it be? A best, I mean, a New York Times bestseller is a kind of funny thing to think about that you would actually have a monument to a book. 